Welcome to BDO in the Boardroom, a podcast series for board of directors and those charged with governance. Each episode features a topical discussion with board peers and subject matter experts on both trending and timeless boardroom issues, covering a myriad of issues including, but not limited to, mitigating risk in the increasingly digital world, navigating your board career, from landing your first board seat to succession planning in support of the next generation, to other top-of-mind issues such as ESG reporting, shareholder activism, and the insights we share through the BDO Center for Corporate Governance and Financial Reporting. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Amy Rojic, Director of BDO Center for Corporate Governance, and I am pleased to sit down once again with my colleague, friend, and our firm's technology evangelist, I think that name's going to stick, Brian, Brian Miller, to discuss benefits and challenges with respect to the impact of artificial intelligence, otherwise known as AI, on the evaluation of audit risk. This is one of several podcasts in a series exploring the application of emerging technology and analytical techniques being used to enhance audit quality. So before we begin, just a bit about my fellow BDO partner. Um, As BDO's National Audit Data Analytics and Emerging Methods partner, Brian sponsors multiple BDO technology initiatives, both domestically and internationally. And he works closely with our firm's leaders to set innovation strategies for the audit, to evaluate short-term and long-term priorities, and establish the measures of positive impact to BDO's future. He is very passionate about shrinking the space between improbable and possible, and the space between possible and routine. And AI is clearly existing on that spectrum currently. So Brian's my good friend and my go-to champion of all things that will take us to the next level, both technology-wise and philosophically. So great combination, and particularly in the current environment where AI can seem scary and exciting at the same time. So Brian, welcome to BDO in the boardroom once again. Thanks, Amy. All right. So a lot's being written about the potential effects of AI that it'll have on finance and accounting, and in particular, the potential to significantly impact the valuation of audit risk and the promise of greater accuracy and efficiency in risk assessment. So what are some of the ways in which AI will impact the manner in which audits are being conducted, particularly in the valuation of audit risk? So uh, this is a fascinating question and a fascinating topic. So our innovation strategy is largely, if if not exclusively, informed by the practice strategy, where the aims are quality, capacity, people, uh, growth, and technology enablement. And that technology enablement imperative really centers on the four big A's, analytics, automation, AI, and then adoption. Uh, With respect to analytics and automation, we have fully formed programs that are refined and inform risk assessment in in new and kind of modern ways. And and AI has the potential to do the same in exponential ways. So, for example, generative AI will absolutely continue to redefine how we create capacity and how our professionals consume guidance and generate memos and agendas and meeting meeting minutes and, and perform admin functions. I mean, several of the core functions that are being disrupted or displaced by AI now uh, are data analysis with embedded algorithms and financial and operational risk identification more efficiently, more efficiently. The automation of repeatable tasks, fraud detection, natural language processing being used to analyze text data, um, and automated sampling and validation routines. All, all of the leading firms are incorporating these types of methods into their audit approach today, right now. Over time, AI-powered 
image recognition will be used to verify assets and reconcile them with financial records. Over time, conversational AI will likely become how we interact with our clients' data and systems, um, and ultimately how we solve business problems and develop new solutions in, in real time. So all that to say, what's not changing and perhaps what's becoming more valuable than ever is being curious and embracing new tools and approaches you know, in their, in their relative infancy, but also demonstrating increased skepticism and judgment because the fraudsters and the bad actors have the same capabilities as well. There's nothing stopping the fraudster or the bad actor from going to generative AI platforms and asking to manufacture evidence of a revenue transaction or an agreement that will support or satisfy what the auditor's uh, requests are. No, so I appreciate that. So on that note, maybe we can kind of lean into some of the challenges that AI poses. Sure, there and there are several. Um, there's as many opportunities as there are, there are, there are challenges. I, I think any conversation about generative AI, uh, it's important to keep focus on that word generative because AI of today is creating new content based on training data, based on images or video or speech or text, and increasingly on research and code, where the sources are uncertain um, and where very real integral questions remain. I was speaking with a colleague uh, recently, and we were discussing, uh, she, she had posited that since the days of facts, um, the auditor's role has been to evaluate rather than to authenticate. But the generative AI era begs many questions of a profession designed to obtain rather than uh, create or authenticate evidence. So the challenges are great. How do senior associates learn to habitually review generative work that today might be the work of a human associate? Uh, How do we coach curiosity and a questioning mind as the nature and quality of evidence, in quotes, becomes more complex? You can definitely imagine the regulator um, beginning to interrogate evidence standards. So how do you know it's authentic? What do you know about its origin? What is the the lineage of that piece? Um, so all all new questions and exciting questions and and challenges, frankly, that are that are facing the profession that require a really kind of thoughtful and deliberate approach and and strategy. Yeah, and I, I think the same could be said for, you know, when, you, when you're sitting in a board seat and you're looking at the opportunities within the confines of, of your, you know, company and similar approaches need to be thought of. So, so maybe we look at what does a measured approach look like? Yeah, I think I think for firms like ours, uh, we're starting to see kind of one or more of, of three kind of paths forward in, in the here and now. First, there are firms that are understandably going all in on digital assistance as a, a gateway, uh, mainly towards demystifying some of these technologies and bringing the talent pool up to speed on the basics. Um, what it is, how, how do they work? What are best practices? The the co-pilots uh, in the Microsoft stack are good examples. You won't really need to know much longer how to create a pivot table or how to uh, execute a more complex uh, formula in Excel, you'll be able to kind of narrate your way through what you want and the, the function will will automatically render. Um, th- th- so that's one, that, that's easy. Every, every firm, every practitioner, every um, uh, curious mind should be pursuing uh, that level of, of aptitude. Second, we're starting to see uh, generative AI environments that are really beginning to streamline 
the firm's service delivery model, and that's capacity building. So we have a project underway where we're standardizing prompts to generate to generate standardized work paper templates. And all that means is that our users won't even have to ask questions, but a series of automated routines and automated prompts will run that eliminate any nuanced differences that arise out of how a user asks a question. So the best way to ensure that teams continue to deliver exceptional work is by giving them these types of tools and technologies, but also expertise building programs, uh, which we believe is is both execution and, and people focused. Third, and I think the, the kind of the, the new frontier where, where some firms are really kind of pioneering is we're seeing um, firms embed AI into their existing tools to surface unusual and irregular transactions that humans may otherwise miss. I'm not entirely confident whether these types of tools align with standards as they're currently written, but you can't argue that these types of strategies and these types of approaches are certainly compelling and more effective. Um, I would consider this sort of AI initiative on a, a spectrum that's quality focused, not necessarily representative of, of generative AI. Nothing's being kind of created per se, but items are being found faster and with more efficacy than, than ever before. Uh, and over time, the procedures will look and center around kind of the less binary, pass, fail, good, bad, yes, no, and enter into more complex judgments. Um, and that's where human oversight uh, will continue to, to have to evolve especially in terms of um, you know, prompts and prompt engineering. I, I firmly believe that the future belongs to those that are um, equipped to ask the, the best questions, which is, which is all that to say is it's inevitably true that while today's business professionals won't necessarily be replaced by AI, they will be replaced by business professionals who can use AI effectively and who engage uh, with the work with a curious and, and skeptical mind. And accounting firm leaders, we don't really see ourselves in a position to tell the staff no, um, but encourage uh, use of some of the tools now with respect to research and emails and articles and 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 tasks, because the war for talent is, is too great to do anything different. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's the similar construct that we're seeing, we're being asked by boards of, of all types of companies and organizations is how do we how do we get our arms around, you know, the the train that's already left the station with respect to how our employees are utilizing AI technology and really make sure that it's within you know, proper guidelines and everything else. So I, I think that's that's a really important aspect that all companies are struggling with. You know, you don't want to limit innovation, but you do want to install the, the appropriate measures of professional judgment and skepticism in there, as well as, you know, guardrails for integrity of data. So let me let me switch a little bit here and, and recognizing that all technology has potential limitations and, and unknowns about AI use that you know have boards, management teams, and other stakeholders wary. Maybe you can articulate some of the areas that give leaders pause when when thinking about greenlighting AI and probably just touched on them. So hopefully I didn't steal any of your thunder, but let's hear what your thoughts are. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think it's very it, it's it's not terribly binary. You can't play absolute defense and say no, and you can't be um, completely risk averse and 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 come one, come all in terms of, of the rapidly available tools. So yes, AI is rapidly changing in 
the way that businesses operate from customer service to manufacturing. Uh, AI is being used to automate tasks, improve efficiency, make better decisions, all that profoundly valuable. But AI models can be complex and can be difficult to interpret, which makes it challenging to understand how the model arrived at its conclusion. So that concept of skepticism remains uh, profoundly important. Additionally, some AI models can be biased or even discriminatory, which can be difficult to detect and address. I think it comes down to strategy and like anything else and identifying and prioritizing the business process and use cases that align with your objectives. You assess feasibility, you assess potential impact, and you develop a detailed implementation plan that contemplates the steps, the resources, the training, the timelines required for a successful uh, AI adoption plan, all with cybersecurity top of mind and quality assurance at, at top of mind. I mean, that's how we're approaching uh, the embedding of AI into our service delivery model. I, I would imagine um, that you know, folks outside of the profession would, would certainly be, be doing the same. I think you have to carefully consider adoption and change management strategies um, to navigate the cultural and operational changes associated with AI adoption. Um, Good, good human programs, good enablement programs really go a long way towards helping employees understand how AI can be a benefit to them and alleviate uh, any concerns or fears they might have about uh, AI technologies replacing their roles and ensuring employees have uh, necessary skills and knowledge to, to leverage AI tools uh, and maximize their benefit. Like I, like I said earlier, I don't think AI is is here to replace um, your typical business professional, but I do think your typical business professional um, will almost certainly be replaced by the business professional who has um, a, a working aptitude of what these tools can do and how to how to use them most effectively. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on two things that you said here because I think they're both extremely important. And you know, it recently had a lot of opportunities and they're growing daily to be in front of boards that really want to understand like how do we how do we do this in the in the precise way and something you said before in terms of the prioritization of you know the, the cases where you see a real aptitude for the use of AI and starting there and getting very good about thinking through the whole process end to end you know all of the things that are going to go into that project managing education you know, not not just the systems and the procedures and processes, but the kind of the whole discussion point and communications right across the company. So working with a lot of companies and, and trying to develop those models and, and looking at that. And then the other thing you said, you know, in terms of just getting folks wrapped around the, the, the thought process and, you know, it's it's not a replacement, but it's really looking at higher level of skill sets that employees are going to be expected to have. And I think that's increasingly important. So maybe we talk about, you know, how AI is being used in executing the audit and what questions should boards and audit committees be asking of their engagement teams in that regard? Yeah, I think I think there's a couple of uh, dimensions there. And and if you're if you're keeping an eye on where like the regulatory environment is is at currently the standard setters and the capital markets and the profession all are kind of aligned around kind of modernizing the way audits are conducted, but doing so in a way that is you know, durable, sustainable, ensure that that audits continue to be consistent. Um, and frankly, 
you know, generative AI really made a splash in November, December 2022. And the standards, you know, and the environment doesn't respond that quickly. It it's, takes quite a bit of rigor and thought to to update the professional standards. So as, as AI becomes more prevalent uh, in audit, there are definitely, at least internally for us, uncertainty about which and to what extent uh, use of AI is supported by professional standards. Um, auditors, I mean, we we think understandably may be unsure about how it uh, applies or inter interacts with existing standards um, and whether or not new standards are needed uh, to address the unique challenges that, that AI introduces. Um, this can kind of create two types of risks. There's the risk that auditors may not be using AI as effectively or as appropriate as they could do which could lead to uh, audit failures or, or negative outcomes. At the same time, I think firms are understandably in a position where they're, they need to demonstrate that they're uh, on the bleeding edge of using the new tools and, and avoiding some sort of kind of fear of, of missing out. So there's this, this very uh, urgent kind of business demand to take advantage of the tools and introduce the tools and demonstrate use of the tools. I'm absolutely confident that all these things will be figured out uh, but that's the that's a tension that we operate in kind of kind of most currently. There's just a currently a a, a real lack of guidance or or maybe best practices haven't fully emerged yet uh, for auditors to follow when using AI, which can make it frankly difficult to ensure consistency. Um, the the audit is consistently performed to a same degree of quality across different audit engagements. That's that's kind of the real challenge. Are we are we considering every audit's a a snowflake? Uh, and which AI allows, but still being able to do kind of comparable approaches to a standards as they're as they're currently written is is very much the the tension of the moment. Yeah, got it. And I and I think you know to kind of answer that call, you're right. I think both you know both the regulators and the auditors are are, are taking a very close look at this. I know you know the AICPA has come out with various guidance and guides around emerging technologies. I know the PCOB has this very high up on their list of projects and research and discussions with both their investor advisory group as well as their standard setting and and emerging issues advisory groups that they speak with frequently. So I think we'll see a lot more to come in the near term from the regulators and obviously the SEC from a company's um, standpoint is very much invested in, in all of this as well. So I agree, Brian. I think it is there's there's I don't, I'd almost call it a healthy tension right now because I think everybody's recognizing the need for this, but understanding understanding the, the certain limitations, whether it's through the current standards or the just general understanding of all of the parties involved. So I think a lot more education, communication, and you know, oversight and governance structures are, are going to work themselves out in, in hopefully the, the shorter term to align with the advancement in technology. Absolutely. That's what that's you know kind of come full circle. That's why you're seeing kind of the three paths. There's the 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 digital assistance and the task assistance and the memo creation and the the automation of, of basic tasks. That that's table stakes. If you're if your provider's not doing that, if your firm's not doing that, that's a, a very real uh, competitive kind of risk at this point. The next phase is automated workflows. You can definitely see scenarios where um tell me some conditions about the a new client or recurring client, they have these conditions and automating request schedules and audit plans. Um, again, that's all that's all stuff that is that's here right now. The next kind of frontier is, okay, once we get beyond 
kind of pass fail testing, black and white testing, yes, no testing, kind of the binary stuff. I think that technology is certainly outpacing um, where the standards as they're currently written allow. So the more complex the questions are, can I, can AI, you know, bifurcate a derivative? Um, almost certainly, but I don't think uh, any of the firms are um, necessarily going to sign up to be the first firm to do that until there's more clarity uh, from the regulator that that's a, a permitted um, use of the tools. But at the same time, like what is the firm's obligation to quality control and quality assurance? And how do you set confidence intervals and all these types of things that um, that thus far have views, but not rules, if, if that makes sense? Yeah, no, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I think one of the other issues that you mentioned earlier was the very important notification about enablement. And I think that'll be the topic for another one of the podcasts in this series. So I think, you know, your, your thoughts on that were right on point. We'll, we'll explore that further in one, another episode. But wanted to thank you for your time today, Brian. And as always, you always have great insights and look forward to what we're, what we're going to do next in the whole world of AI. So thank you to our audience and have a great rest of your day and stay tuned for more episodes of BDO in the Boardroom. Thank you for listening to BDO in the Boardroom. Past episodes and related insights are available at bdo.com slash BDO Boardroom. Or you can go to iTunes or Spotify to rate, review, and subscribe. The views expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of BDO. For more information on the BDO Center for Corporate Governance and Financial Reporting and the resources we provide, visit bdo.com slash BDO Knows Governance.